Hey everybody, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. I want to give a shout out, first of all, to our main sponsors, Rising Sons Brewery, the award-winning pub in Cork. And if you're around, be sure to call in at some stage or other. This is the first podcast after the siege. I'm delighted to welcome Steve from Grace Dag on the show. How are you, Steve? I'm good, Richie. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure always, man. And I have Danielle and Evan. Howard and Joe cannot make it. So Steve has jumped in at the last minute. Appreciate it, my man. Savior. <laughs> Our Lord Steve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the third day, he rose again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, struggle rising this long weekend. <laughs> so the last time you were on, we had a great chat about the album and stuff. You did then do the album launch was it or what happened yeah yeah, the yeah. Tour. We, the tour. we did the tour. launch tour Belfast yes. Dublin Limerick Jesus it feels like so long I can barely remember I know but yeah. I was just like going fuck it was it only a month ago it's only two weeks ago yeah um, God, holy shit yeah amazing it was, it was really really good very humbling experience I will say I know Evan said it after you did I think it was last year your tour worn out that but no just we've never done the three days in a row it just I know mm. Definitely felt like a real or more real band by the end of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because when it's like the more you're doing it, the better you get at it as well. You know, it's like each gets better and better. So yeah, like but last night, which was Limerick, um, I didn't get to go to the siege, but we did play two weeks ago, and uh, wrecked, like hung over, but it still felt like the best I played just because I played the two nights before. Yeah, Um, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Great, amazing. Danielle was there, like was. So happy with the crowd that came out, couldn't believe it. It was just yeah, you got a great crowd for all of them, did you? Yeah, Belfast was a bit, it was a Thursday after Paddy's Day, but we still like sold a good bit of merch. Everyone was really supportive. The people that did come out as well made up for it by a lot of movement in that little bit. That was great. And were we right with having (laughs) tombs along (laughs) the first night? They like. Just wrecked Oh, it. I saw some videos. Yeah, yeah. actually, now that I remember. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I saw some excellent video. Yeah. Th- like, yeah, go on the lads. <laughs> As Danielle yeah. said, yeah, crisps of men. Because we met them the next day at Dublin. So I just fucking hate how right she was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and of course, the then, when you hit Dolan's on the Saturday night, was it? Was it? Yeah. Yeah, Dolan's yeah. was Saturday, yeah. So the body was wrecked, was it? Oh, yeah, just struggling on. And then I, so she, I dropped off all the gear and then I put in Travel Lodge because that's where we were staying. It's the only place we could get a, any accommodation because there was, a, I think, there was a rugby match on the same night. Oh, no, okay. yeah. Yeah, and um, brought me to the wrong Travel Lodge and then I had to drive to across oh, the entire no. city. Oh, the ones on, yeah, they're yeah. literally the other sides of the city as well. Yeah, <laughs> and I had to go past the the... Jeez, what's the place where they play the football? The, the gig? Park. Yeah, that's it, yeah. You didn't football get caught in all that. Yeah, football gig. Once got settled down, it was all good. I'd never been to the green room in uh, in Dolan's before, but like it had their little sign on the door and everything for Grey Stag and a few bananas. <laughs> there's Are a few of them, like there's two or three in there. Like There is, yeah, there's, yeah. There's so the two upstairs and then there's the one beside. Oh, wait, no, that's the same. Yeah, there's their class. <laughs> there is two. It's really weird because I've always I've only been there for Siege where it's all metal. But like I think the person in the main thing was like a country oh, singer. Uh, so you you had were, these... y- yeah, you had Big Pig on, I think, and she's like pretty big 
big, oh, big, big. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was on. That's yeah. Pretty big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She from Cork, actually. <laughs> in what way? As in popularity? Yeah, popularity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank God it's not me fucking up that one. Anyway, yeah. There's one like, for just... Daniel. Imagine like if you were just ripping the piss out of someone there and that big pig in the other fucking room. Jeez. Like, she's a lovely girl. Oh, her music is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's actually she's really like, good. Oh, yeah. So does it look, I didn't know. Tell us about the green rooms. What are they? They're they're just for bands, is it? I'm just What's for them? important people. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there one day, Richie. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's different. You get treated to, uh, Limerick treat you very well. Yeah, John, has put, well, he organised a bad very good, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, Dolan's uh, crowd there. Yeah, just so good. Class, man. That's yeah. great. And you, you were absolutely solid on, I was saying to everyone, I was like, that's their last night of the tour. They played two nights in a row and everyone was shocked. And Tombs as well were, actually the whole, mm. Bill was brilliant because a lot of people were like really impressed with Black Shook because Black they would have known yeah, yeah. they would have known Tombs and they would have known Grey Stag because like you know you're kind of honorary monster men almost at this stage yeah. um, <laughs> and I just noticed your thing saying Pancho <laughs> I saw that earlier yeah <laughs> fantastic <laughs> um, well, but yeah no it was it was really really solid everybody was blown away with all the three performances and. Tombs, I just I say it all the time. Every time I see tombs, they just bring it up another level. Um, mm. So it was it was great. And it was great to hear your new stuff. I, did, did you feel it went down well? Um, the new stuff live. Oh, d- definitely. Yeah, it went went very well. It's like scary because some of the songs, you know, we practiced them, r- written them a year ago, recorded them, but never played them live. So it was great to actually do it. But yeah, great response from everyone. Uh, and yeah, the, the new stuff from Tombs as well. I'm looking forward to their EP. That's um, right, yeah. The Schmeckening. The Schmeckening, yeah. <laughs> the Schmeckening, yeah. It would it's have amazing. to be the Schmeckening. <laughs> uh, did you finish every night with Emerald, Steve? Was that was that cover brought to every single show? Yeah, except um, in Thomas House, because it's such a small venue, they only allow two bands. So we had extended sets. So we actually finished with the boats. Oh, I remember hearing, I remember one of you posted something about, or maybe said it on the podcast, but it was like, I've actually never gone into the Thomas house. Like, so you can only have two bands because you wouldn't fit people. And I, I think you would, they just don't like to, like, I know they, they used to have, I've seen the crawling there and they, there's two bands support you know, before, but now they just have it as two band thing. Yeah. And um, it kind of works. What capacity it's, is for there or what? It's, uh, I think it's the same as Fred's. I think it's 80, but it's, um, yeah, it's narrower. And it's this weird venue where there's like a pillar in the middle and you need to kind of oh, nearly walk through, like a bit of, you're nearly on the stage to get to the bathrooms. Like it's, it's very punky and crusty. I think you'd like there it. There was, I remember <laughs> years ago, if anyone remembers the Boom Boom Room in yeah. Dublin, there was, it was, I remember playing there with an old band and like from the stage to your right, there was a toilet that. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't in a good way or the person that broke the toilet wasn't in a good way either. Like what, just the smell of. Really, the boom boom Jeez. room sounds like it would be a really yeah. like a beautiful establishment. <laughs> boom boom yeah. boom, let me hear it. Does it? Yeah. No, it sounds like a brothel. Okay. 
Yeah, well, it smelled like shit anyway. That would be a bang bang room, Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I would know. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, right. We've got a few songs to. Or did I cut you off too fast, Steve? Anything else to add there about Chris Dagg? Maybe I did. I don't know. No, I think that's it. No, no, all good. Don't the whole show to be about me again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Let's start it off. The first song is by Cursed Son and it's called Devil's Night. So they were formed in 2007 and they're one of the longest existing bands on the local Northern, Northern Ireland metal scene. So they've recorded an album and four EPs. Their sound is a mixture of trash, death, groove with a strong sense of melody. So their last time they released anything was four years ago. And this one, Devil's Night, is... I think it, you could, yeah, it's dedicated to Brandon Lee of that amazing film, uh, The Crow. Any of you Crow fans? Did any of you like oh, it's that? a great flick. Yeah, it's fantastic, yeah. Never seen the second one, though. He's not in, well. No, the second one. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, it's going to be one of those nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's basically what the song is about and he's kind of mixed in a bit of Irish folklore and the fires of Detroit as well into the lyrics so shout out to Andy on vocals Johnny on guitar Kieran on guitar Chris on drums and Matt on bass so this is Devil's Night Right. 
Okay, so that's Curse Sun and a Stevil's Night. Uh, who wants to take this first? Maybe Steve. We'll put you on the spot. Yeah, um, yeah. For that, I've heard Curse Sun before. Mm. Definitely, I've heard the name going around. I, I like the song. I like the the harsh vocals. I like that you still hear it. What he's saying. Um, some nice riffs in there. Um, yeah, all all right, good. Um, did you say that they're they're out, the album is out now? So it's, or is this just a it's single? new music. Yeah, it's the first music in four years. They're saying. You know, definitely be checking it out. It's definitely something that I'd listen to. Yeah, um, it's perfect for me, man. I mean, it's a nice mixture of heaviness and melody and riffs and vocals are really good. Ev, uh, yeah, I thought there was kind of like. It was quite a like a almost sepultura Macedon, but like with slipknot guitar tones. I don't know if that I just kinda of hearing that in the a lot of the squeals and stuff. Very that very red enemy riff as well. But uh yeah, like it it, it really cool. Um I'd like definitely like I, I've seen the name a good few times, you know, like on different posters and stuff, but it, they're definitely something I'd I'm look you know, looking forward to hearing what else they have now because that's that's quite promising like I haven't it's not a band that I've really jumped into but that kind of circular rhythm that again mm-hmm. that kind of red enemy part I thought that really that got me going like so yeah yeah sounds cool yep Daniel yeah I really like this this is my favorite of um of the songs um I I heard it a few weeks ago and like when I first heard the intro I was like oh is this going to go it kind of sounds like it could almost go Viking metal at the start doesn't it does you're not expecting it to go in the direction doesn't it's a pleasant surprise um but yeah that riff is class i think uh i don't think any of us had like you have to headbang to that like it does yeah it definitely draws you in and it's catchy as well like i was going around the place for ages i was going like you know so um yeah really big thumbs up for me anyway yeah. So Howard actually contributed to reviews of all these songs before he was called away. So I'll just give you what Howard thought of it. He said it's there's a Metallica influence on the intro. The vocals are a bit wrestlery. <laughs> I got a really good laugh off of that. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that. Ultimate about. Warrior on, on vocals. And he said <laughs> the vocals are a bit high in the mix. Obviously, he's not here, so he can't defend this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he just said it was a solid playthrough, just not very original or interesting to me. And uh, he said, maybe a band on the go for too long. So Howard Ooh, lives in passage. Jesus Christ, Howard. <laughs> we all love it and Howard's out here yeah, ripping yeah, it apart. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I love just the end of these notes he sent you, which is obviously do not read these on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, in brackets, <laughs> like this is just like... <laughs> maybe so. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so it's a thumbs up from all of us. Bar... Howard, <laughs> and uh, it's on to track two, and uh, this is Tusk. I'll just give a brief intro about the band. So the album was mixed and mastered by Luke Deveni at the Blue Room Studios. Tusk are from Sligo, their original rock band. The band performed in March 2020 during the COVID pandemic. And despite not being able to rehearse in person, a body of work was created via audio messages and online chats. So when it became possible to rehearse again, weekly writing sessions began at Rumble Rehearsal Studios in Sligo and an album began to take shape. All five members have been in bands for many years, playing original and covers. 
material. The goal is to continue writing and recording albums together and share the stage with other talented bands and musicians. So shout out to Jamie on vocals, Dave on guitars, Matt on guitars, Shane on bass and Paul on drums. Uh, the Sligo metal scene, lads, is a great metal scene. There's some lovely people up there involved in it. Big shout out cool. to the Sligo metalheads. So I'm sure they all know Tusk. Uh, the Tusk song is We The People, so I'll give it a blast here. We will not give up and we will not lose. These are the children that could have lived, but these people have taken them away from us. We will fight in the forests, in the fields, on the shores, in the streets. We will fight till the end at sea, in the air. We will continue fighting for our land, whatever the cost.
Okay, so that was Tusk from Sligo. Danielle, were you impressed by it? Um, yeah, well, like obviously the their their musicianship is there. Like it's um, it's very like Ace is high, isn't it? At the start, it's with yeah, a, actually, with a different with the accent intro. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually thought it'd be a lot heavier after hearing the intro. I, I, yeah, maybe that was it. Or maiden influence. Yeah, you can definitely hear the Iron Maiden influence anyway in it, but um, I definitely thought that the vocals were very high in the mix in that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can understand trying to make the vocals kind of the centre, but it, it felt a bit too high. Yeah. Now he's got a cracking set of pipes, like, but mm-hmm. um, it wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be. Uh, it wouldn't be for me, but I do think there's possibly like there's definitely I'd say a market for this. Um, we don't really get too many bands sending in this type of material, no, I suppose. But no, um, do you know what they did? A lockdown video of them, probably funded by some arts council in some uh, hall in Sligo. It was, it was like a theatre, actually. I would say, and your man's vocals live. Jesus Christ! Yeah, like, I mean, spot on. Actually, they sound a better live than on this. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's no doubt in. He's chops uh, as a Absolutely. singer. Absolutely. Like. Yeah, but I suppose as well, just like they obviously, there's good musicians in the rest of the band as well that should be heard, I suppose. Um, mm. Just a bit, even out the mix, I think it would benefit. Um, but yeah, I do I do think there'd be a, a market for this. I know like anyone who'd be big into Maiden and there's a lot of people that would go see our Maiden tribute band um, and things like that. They'd definitely be big into to hearing this. Um yeah. So yeah, it wouldn't be wouldn't be really for me, but um, I suppose it's their first album, isn't it? You're yeah, saying? as far as I yeah. know, it's it's literally yeah. the they've released an album rather than anything else to just put out. An yeah, album. and it's a it's a full album as well, which mm. is fair juice for like two years since yeah. they formed in 2020, two yeah. three years. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great, Ev. Yeah, it's definitely definitely not for me at all. Mm. Um, Bring out the rocker in you, man. <laughs> yeah, no, like even when Danielle is saying like it's like Iron Maiden, I'm like it really is. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know as well. I think if you're having um, like a really deep um, kind of intro kind of speech or anything like that, you're really really putting yourself on unless whatever happens to it next is fucking incredible. You're really putting yourself out. You're, like, you're building it up, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be very hard to get off the cringy train. Mm. <laughs> you know, like fair fair play to them all. Again, this is completely stylistic, you know, great players. But to me, that kind of thing just sounds like um, a cover band that took a hand at writing songs that wanted to sound like exactly like a certain band or... But do you know, fair play to them. As Danielle said, there definitely is a market. I am not that that market at all. Yeah. Um. But do you know, fucking fair play to them. It's just, it's definitely not for me at all. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Steve, I nearly called him Pancho there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty much same. As that. I'm not really into this kind of style of music at all. I thought the focus though I think they're more early Anthrax kind of style oh, it to me a lot of yeah. Belladonna rather than something like Iron Maiden and yeah I, I would think have said get... actually Neil Torben actually even before that again but I think yeah the, like the mix I think the guitars are too flat they're just a bit low considering the vocals are so big mm. and I get it 
you know, again, fair play to the lads. I'm sure they'll do great. People like it, but I just think lift those guitars or something up to give it a bit more punch. Um, I think that's just what you need in the background of it. Um, as well, the the artwork as well for this. Um, I remember seeing it going around and I have listened to them before this because I've seen the artwork and again realised it wasn't for me, but like, it's amazing. I love that boar imagery that Kelvin has done. Yeah, Serpent Tusk. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing and it would look a, a fantastic on a T-shirt as well, man. Yep. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's cool. I'll just read out what Howard thought of him. Let me see. The intro sets the tone. It's a bit vague. He called it battle metal. I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, I got that vibe. It's mm-hmm. not a reason yeah. why I didn't like it. So he said, nice guitar, so tone, classic sound, capable vocalist, few pitching issues, but well delivered. The track never gets going. The flow keeps getting interrupted. Four or five buildups over six minutes. The last two minutes are the best. So that's uh, from Howard there. But uh, yeah, look, big shout out to Tusk. I must say now that there, there is a big audience for that in Ireland. Definitely. Definitely 100%. And uh, they all certainly can play. We'll move on. The next band are from Cork by uh, Shadow Calling. So Shadow Calling is a five-piece alternative rock band. Their music is a flavor of grunge, metal and hard rock all ready to collide. So all the lyrics are written by Darren O'Keefe and Scott McGowan. All music is a collective effort by Shadows Calling. Shadows Calling went on to record their first EP with John Murphy of Faroon, actually. So big shout out to John. He has his own studio in Cantork. So the EP is entitled Spirit Shifter, and there's four tracks on it. And this is the title track of it. So shout out to Darren, who plays rhythm guitar. Jen, his sister, is the front woman. So Jen has 20 years of experience singing in the music industry, fronting various bands. Scott McGowan is on lead guitarist and Barry English is the drummer. So Barry's in Body Drinkers. Ev, do you know that? Oh, I do. He was in I'll Eat Your Face. He was yes, in fucking yeah. Captain Insano. He's yeah. Okay. So that's Barry's cool. He's one know. of my favorite Irish drummers. There you he go. used to love I'll Eat Your Face. Yeah. Fucking still listen to him. Was Sick. listening to him today. <laughs> And also Mike Jordan of the Magnapina is in there as well playing bass. So that's a stellar uh, lineup there. And we're going to give this a listen to, as I said, it's the title track of their EP Shadows Calling Spirit Shifter.
Okay, Ev, we'll throw it over to you. Yeah, I know this didn't do it for me either. Um, okay. Again, like I don't, it's, it's not a thing of uh, musicianship or acting. Again, Barry English is probably one of my favorite Irish drummers ever. But it's again a stylistic thing. Um, I find it it's quite feels a bit generic, almost like even you know um, the actual the form, like the kind of A B um, thing. Like I don't know if there's not much difference between the verse and chorus riff. It's the yeah. the same kind of slidey thing. It's just maybe up or down one fret. Um, She's an amazing vocalist, but like I, I, there's nothing exciting about the actual melody. Do you know, like it's it's fine having everything simplistic underneath it, but you know, if you're going to lead with 20 years, you know, she can definitely sing. But I would have mm. expected more. Maybe do you know, even if the vocal melody was a bit more exciting, it would have, you know, lifted the whole thing. But it just seems like it's all playing very safe, which kind of takes away from it. But and yeah. again. It's not stylistically my thing at all. Mm. When I was first listening to it, I was almost trying to force in my head being like, oh, it kind of sounds like Alice in Chains with a female vocalist. And it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to imagine if it did just in the hopes that I'd kind of hear it differently. But mm. I didn't. I really loved it. But the whole way through the song, I was waiting for this fucking great guitar solo to kick in. Mm. And there is a solo there, but she's actually singing over it. That's my one <laughs> criticism of it. But th- that song was crying out for a, a really cool guitar solo. Um, her- I think it just needs some form of different hook. Something. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. some, and I feel look, like, her, again, she, there's potential for them to write oh, yeah. something massive. Yeah, they know? have the but, talent in the band. Yeah, but, oh, without a doubt. But it's mm. just, I just feel like a melodic hook or something to change in a chorus could have been yeah. like, you know, even if it's not stylistically my thing it you know if something to get stuck in your head which i feel like they have the ability to write just wasn't in that yeah. one daniel yeah um i kind of agree with evan there was definitely like a little something missing um i really like her vocals she sounds um sounds a bit like a uh, royal thunders vocalist really cool yeah um the the intro kind of sounded like like a Bud Light ad or something. Enjoy cold Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, anywhere, but not while driving. Something like that. Um, in a good way, like that wasn't an insult. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's cool. Like, um, but yeah, I definitely think just one extra thing just to, to keep you hooked in. Um, it kind of felt like it was been repeated over and over again but again definitely they've got the chops there's mass potential there um yeah be interesting to see where they go from from here yeah steve uh yeah pretty much the same um i the one thing i really don't like is just when it she says the line spirit shifter so it brings it down when a chorus should like yeah bring it up i think the production is really good on all of this and her vocals are great. I actually, I have listened to these guys before. They did a great video for their first song, Eraser, which is a lot more mm. upbeat. Yes. It's got a it few is, riffs yeah. in it. It showcases her vocals more. Yeah, I just think on this song, it played it maybe a bit, you know, just too safe, too samey. Yeah, yeah, needed something because like, there's, yeah, the potential for amazing songs and vocal hooks or whatever is is there. And as a guitarist, do you think, were you waiting for that solo? I was waiting, yeah, for something. Like it was nice mm. and crunchy. It starts yeah. off nice and slow, but it just, 
it just stayed there. It just needed something different. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. I'll just read out what Howard says. He says, I'm in a band with Mike and I played with Barry before, so there's possible bias. I've also helped with the artwork layout. These lads are solid from experience. Great playing. The voice elevates the track. Her voice is great. Feels like it could have been a better track with more attention to the vocals. Some backing vocals would have been amazing. So he's solid. Okay, so that's cool. We're moving on swiftly to Settler from Limerick. Sound bunch of lads as well. So I'll just give you a background to them. Settler perfectly blends old school four to the floor grooves, contemporary riffage, world class guitar solos over-the-top vocal performances. This infectious musicality delivered via area rock, or no, delivered via arena rock arrangements. <laughs> area rock. <laughs> area rock. I was like, that's a new one. <laughs> yeah. The tiredness is kicking in now. It was good for the first 20 minutes. Delivered via arena rock arrangements have gig goers regularly pumping their fists with joy. Like, who wrote this? This is pretty, It's hardly on. Uh, the result, <laughs> Settler have played to packed rooms at each and every one of their handful of gigs they've played to date. If you find yourself nonplussed by the tidal wave of death, doom, stoner and otherwise morbid fear that dominates the Irish scene, then Settler's rocking grooves and good time vibes may be just a ticket. So shout out to Paul on vocals, Martin on guitar, Rory on lead guitar, Owen on bass, Owen that we know well from Sharborn and Trenchknife and Brian O'Donoghue on drums so this track is settler and it's just just three tracks on the ep actually and this is smarm offensive
Over to you, Steve. Yeah, this one, this one surprised me because I like it more the more I listen to it. Um, yeah. It's and it's great because the guys, you know, even from that uh, little bio they have, don't take themselves seriously. They're just writing good, fun music. And when that like heavy riff kicks in with double everything, it's just like, yeah, that's that's really good. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just great. Uh, do you know who produced it? It's not Kieran, is it? I was I was wondering was think, it, but I don't know. I, is did the he answer. do the drums, or did I read that? So, but, uh, somewhere uh, else. That's great, Lynn, when the guitar solo came in. I'm sure yeah. Richie was happy. Yeah, it's good. Exactly. Everything you can hear, everything. It's chunky. Yeah. They're definitely not one I would probably listen to all the time, but if they were at Siege, I'd make an effort to go see them. I actually saw them at the Siege. Yeah. They played maybe last year. Would that be right? In one of the Sieges, anyway, they were upstairs. Uh, excellent. Really, really good. Uh, Danielle. Yeah, same. Um, it's not something I'd usually listen to, but it's good fun. Um, and it's it's fun, but also like the musicianship is top class as well. Like um, it, it's funny because sometimes I, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know about the vocals, but then sometimes I was like, yeah, with the vocals, like, you know, like really into it. Like, um, so I got the whole pounding your fists with, uh, with joy uh, <laughs> kind of thing. So um, yeah, no, it definitely, I think I de- I've seen them live as well. Um, I can't remember when, but I definitely seen him in Dolan's, I think, before. Um, yeah, good fun. Yeah. Ev? Yeah, I thought, like, some of these riffs were absolutely bang on. Like, again, it wouldn't be what I usually go for, but a lot of the riffs reminded me of uh, Steel Dragon, you know? Um, yeah. Did you ever see Rockstar? One of the best movies ever. But uh, the burnt now 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 I was just like um, vocals aren't the same as that. But I was like, shit, man, some of this could be a a steel dragon fucking blood pollution kind of <laughs> tune. And like once that kind of clicked in my head, I just yeah, I thought it was great crack. Like again, wouldn't be something now that I listen to often. But the actual guitar playing in that is so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's so so good. Um, guitar wise vocals I think I was the same as Danielle there were some parts where I was like I don't know but you'd, then, you'd wonder is he kind of borderline out yeah, of tune I, there was it's just one thing of like there was like a really like held like shout I won't say scream like yeah. a shout but it it came in and then they double tracked it and like you can hear <laughs> that they're like slightly wavering but I'm like it's yeah. one of those That's I don't fine, know like I, I don't want to say it's like in a lo-fi vibe where it's like there's something weird about it that makes it better. Yeah. Um, but, uh, did any of you get a bang of the singer sounding a bit like Neil Fallon out of clutch? No. Maybe. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Maybe. Like, I don't know if it's just the kind of burly man kind of thing. Like, <laughs> the burly, maybe that's yeah. the burly really limerick Neil man. Fallon thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only thing I, I didn't like about it is the chanting through it. Uh, the, like drop the chanting. The crowd can do that for you, lads. That's the only thing. Do you know that? Oi, oi, and uh, mm. you know that's the only. The only thing. have to be taught of when to chant. Yeah, so. but they know, yeah, yeah. and there's there's obvious sections in that song like that. You can you'll be just fist pumping like fist with joy. Let's let's uh let's go over to what Howard said about it. Okay, so he knows all the crew, all great musicians. Sounds like great crack was had. He says cathedral influence on the vocals. The playing is fucking great. Pick slides, solo is great, pure fun. 
That's horrible. Yeah, very fun. He's right yeah. with that. He's yeah. very. There was something about this compared to the other that would still be in somewhat around the same style. That I think there was like again, as Danielle said, that there was a thing of not take like having the crack in it that just made it come across less um less cringy to me anyway. Like I, you know, I like I. <laughs> there was a lot of this that I was smiling just because. It's good, yeah. But like, it, you know, there was something funny about the whole like. What, he's like, I'm listening to this, but you're. I don't know how to describe it, but there's like a. The artwork is brilliant as well, even though the artwork it's, uh, is one of the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> that's fucking... the thing when you see the artwork and listen to it. That's like you're just bursting out laughing, being like, yeah. "This is real." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's AI most... artwork, unfortunately. Yeah. But, look. but most badass cover I've ever seen from any Irish. Yeah, band. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, true. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna have to do an episode on AI and art. I have to do it. Yeah, it's coming up more and more often now, isn't it? Mm. Okay, so the track five is Out Sound from Cork. The title is Hardcore Daisy. I'll just give you a background to them. They formed following a Chris Cornell tribute gig in 2018. Out Sound instantly began working on material leading to the band's debut singles, Vertical Breeze and Missing Out, which were both independently released in 2020. At this point in time, future band members Luke, on drums and Aaron ply their trades with all metalers are chaos. Remember them? You do. Yeah, oh, great band. I do. Yeah. So the two lads joined and they reckon they brought a bit of good metal influence in with them. So Stephen Allen had been secretly preparing a new wave of riffs. This new and more refined sound provided a fresh wave of progressive riffs grounded in hard rock, but also carrying forth melodic vocals through atmospheric bends, atmospheric bends, searing leads and bouncing breakdowns. After another stream of singles in 2021, Outsound began writing for their debut album in 2022. They entered the Ivy Hill Studios with Fintan McKee, I think. Where's uh, Ivy Hill Studios? Any of you know? Um, I know the lads in... Yeah, I know the lads in Audible Joe's have gone out there. I have. I don't okay. think I've heard anything from there yet, but I've seen okay. people on things on people's stories and stuff out there. Oh, right. Okay. So the album, it hears strips from blues, grunge, heavy metal, and even sprinkles in some Beach Boys flavored harmonies for good measure. But all of this out soon are ready to spread their madness to the masses. So their debut LP will be out soon and it's called Mega Terum. Uh, so shout out to Steve on vocals, guitar, Alan on vocals and lead guitar, drums, Luke Butler, who used to play guitar with Air Chaos and bass uh, is Aaron. And uh, this is Hardcore Daisy.
Okay, Ev, I'll take you on that one. Yeah, I think the very start of that, with, um, there was a huge Alice in Chains uh, feel to it, especially um, vocally. I feel like that song, there's some parts that were like very up here for me and then, you know, would kind of drop down. I know um, I, the lads in Outsound are absolutely lovely. I've seen them live a few times. I've had them on Dead Cult gigs and, you know, very good um, live band, I think. Um, just with this, it was there was some parts again that maybe it's just me trying to look for a very specific thing, but there's one of the riffs that like when I heard that, it was almost like kind of let down just because I think every guitarist ever at one stage has written that riff when they've played in like drop D, you know, mm. and it and then. There's, you know, it's kind of like there's, 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 there was a few parts of it that were, I, I don't know, they were kind of like just a bit too plain. But then the very next part, they kind of show that their, you know, their songwriting skill would move up, and then you know it would kind of mm. go up and down a bit. But um, I have, I've seen this band live a few times, and they're they are a very good band. Just I think there was a few parts in this that were. Like it takes away from the part before, if you get what mm. I mean. Do you know, like okay. they weren't locking in for me as much as I would have hoped. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Steve, yeah, very interested. I can't wait to hear the the album. Kind uh, of similar to what Evan says. Some bits I really liked, especially like the harmonies. I think they did that really well. Yeah. Then the the part where they sing "Hardcore Daisy" and the ascending vocal. I don't know something there is just kind of yeah. It's kind of lost me there. Just not really what I'm into, but it's definitely interesting. I suppose nearly not proggy, but nearly kind of uh, what's the band I'm thinking of? Les Claypool stuff kind of going on. Primus, Primus. That's it. Yeah, it's that yeah. kind of you know. They definitely it's good stuff there. They seem to be having fun. I'm yeah, looking forward to it. Because like, it started off very indie. I know you're saying mm. but it moved into grunge and it gets really heavy at the end. I, th- I thought this was my favourite track of the five lads, which probably surprised you. But there's there's a lot to be praised about them on this track. And um, you can tell they're using all their influences. Like yeah. I know they love bands like Tool and Alice in Chains. Do you not think the production was very good as well? Yeah, I didn't really pay too much attention yeah. to the actual production. I was more trying to listen to the actual yeah. songwriting and style of it like it, it gets better every time i listen to it as well yeah i think with them like you'll see even in, with their live stuff like they're there are a lot of different bands in one yeah. band and yes. i think that'll make sense when you actually see them live there's a lot of things that could be like you know narrow head almost kind of like real like kind of narrow head riffs but uh the next thing they could have like a very tool influenced part and mm. You know, they kind of wear their influences on their sleeve, but not ripping them off or anything. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel? Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I thought the, the vocal style uh, as it went on was very like Brand Daler from uh, Mastodon, kind of the drummer Mastodon. Mm, yes, um, actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I really liked it. Um, yeah. And it's definitely a grower, I thought. The more I've listened to it, the more I've really enjoyed it. Uh, who do you know if it was Colin did the artwork? He did. He did fantastic. He did, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic yeah, it's job class. The artwork, the t-shirts yeah. they did look great as well. They were Colin's stuff as well. Mm. Yeah, it's class. Okay. Um, I'll just quickly see what Howard has to say about it. So he says the 
The vocals on the intro are fucking awesome. Weird and interesting track. Mushroom Head, Mike Patton, Ghost, System of a Down. Obviously, I love this great track. So cool. Um, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, lads. I'm looking forward to the album. I was just looking up the album. Yeah, I remember Colin sharing that. That was that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's done other stuff for them before, I think. I think he did one of their singles or something in the past. Maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. The way it's, it's looking to me, it looks like they're combining a few images off the album, and mm. it is. It is really good, and uh, it's well packaged together. It's great to see a Cork band so organised and. As I said, uh, if yeah, they want to do it right, yes, fair play to them. There you go, there you go, and got a good producer in. Big shout out to the lads there for that. Okay, so Sarah Nuttall, I don't know, have any of you heard of her before? So Sarah got in contact with me and she's doing a digital fanzine by a band called Machina Core. Now, we've reviewed them on the show twice, I'm nearly sure. So she's committed to four quarterly issues of Machine Accord and it kind of covers all their plans, which includes single releases and album releases. So she's interested in expanding that to other bands if people are out there that are interested in it. It's a fantastic thing. I'm going to put the link on the show uh, notes underneath when this goes out. And it's like 42 digital pages of interviews with the band, what their influences, band history, and, you know, some fantastic photos. It's very professionally put together. And it's so interesting, especially if you're a fan of Machine Accord, to have this. I don't know what your opinions on fanzines are, uh, Evan and Steve, but when you have a look at this, and as I said, I'll send down the link. Uh, it's really, really impressive. I don't know. Yeah, I'd love, I'd definitely love to see it, like, yeah, I don't know. Is anybody even doing this bar her? I, I haven't come across it, being truthful. The old fanzines, obviously, are the printed ones, you know, but this this is so stylized, great pictures, great interviews as well with all the band members. And it's a real collector's item if you're a fan of the band. Mm. So, uh, see what would be your thing on fanzines anyway? No, I think there there goes definitely something that's lost in the last yes. you know, 10, whatever years. It used to cool little things you could pick up I remember as a kid I know you mentioned like underage gigs before Evan like I remember going to a few of them and you'd pick up something to be just yeah. this cool little thing that you know you wouldn't have otherwise and I, you might find something new from it I definitely still have some fanzines from the like old Kilkenny scene back in the day like there was okay. three or four different ones that uh imagine that I like, yeah. To, like, yeah that's yeah. great they were class yeah, and so it was it was such it was such a normal thing to have. Yes. I remember even the the news agents, the news agents in uh, across the road from us, Paddy's news agents. Uh, but they, you know, they they'd stock them like you know, you'd <laughs> you'd just photocopy them over and over again and sell them for like fucking euro, like you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It didn't it it didn't matter. Did you ever come across some Daniel fanzines? Never heard of them to know. What that yeah. is crazy! Oh my god, that's no. mental. Yeah, it's definitely a time thing as well. Yeah. People really stopped doing them. Was it like local bands were doing them? Uh, local bands, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And they'd they'd also cover local gigs. They'd have an interview maybe with a band that would have played in, we'd say, Cork yeah. or something like that. So they'd be interviewed on them, and they'd, they'd have a list then of. We'll say tape traders in the back, uh, phone numbers for people oh. that are involved in the scene. It's really yeah, we used to have 
gig numbers and stuff at the back like if yeah. you're looking for a gig in this place Class. or you know uh any of the venues that have um all ages gigs and the blast gigs and everything and you know everyone's all their phone numbers would be at the back which i don't know if they were asked <laughs> but it's okay yeah yeah you're just yeah, having yeah. like 50 gdpr any calling people yeah yeah Can it I just gig? reminded me that the blast forums that place was a mess oh that was a mess yeah yeah some <laughs> crack there'd also be maybe hand-drawn cartoons you know lampooning the yeah. band or it's whatever all handmade, you know. like that yeah, was yeah, yeah. that was the thing and they were stapled together yeah like, a four pages yeah. just folded yeah. and stapled together and yeah yeah i'd imagine it's still a big thing in probably the likes of maybe england maybe in the hardcore scene certainly over in america still is still going strong there's very there's few. a few i think there is a few for uk hardcore like i've seen a few people sharing that they're doing them or like you know people want to buy them just even as a again as you said as a, a collector's item because yeah. you just don't know mm. what like it could be in your mind worth nothing now but like you know in a couple of years you know you, this person made a fanzine or even to kind of cement a certain time for yeah. a for a local They're scene great snapshot of a local scene you're spot on at a certain time yeah. yeah yeah but you need somebody that's really committed to it um a lot of these guys would be local maybe artists local guys that just mm-hmm. would do anything to support the scene so they'd bring out fanzines um i know one guy in particular boz from yurt who would have done a load of work on them um back in the day in, in the dublin scene and you can certainly buy a lot of his stuff um he's he's put it on digital format now so you can actually get it i don't know can you buy it or whatever like but uh, a lot of that is collector stuff collector's items now in relation to the dublin punk scene mostly i think i'm not sure uh, maybe john o'brien evan of irish archives for some reason he might have yeah i think he was involved in it as well i know he was collecting tapes and stuff and he might have done uh reviews of gigs as well that would be on the fanzine so but anyway, yeah. so just wanted to give a shout out to Sarah Nuttall anyway. And as I said, please check out her link on the YouTube version of the podcast. And and if there's bands out there that are interested in it, uh, certainly give her a shout. Um, it is a very time consuming thing for oh, her, yeah, I would imagine. Because it sounds interesting, but when you actually look at it, you're just going, shit, this is this is a different level altogether. So okay. fair play. Yeah. Yeah. Pass. Okay, so let's go back in time to the siege. I want to give a shout out. This arrived today. Rom Kingdom. Oh, deadly. Oh, unreal. Yeah. Nice. It. And I haven't even opened it yet, would you believe? I just uh, it was there when I came home from work tonight. And, oh, class. All the lyrics are on it. Love that. Yeah, love that too. That's yeah. really nice. That's, yeah, that's sick. And, um, yes, it is a coloured vinyl. I sold one of their T-shirts. Did you really? I just remembered I, I I did merch for a very small bit at the siege. That's savage. That's class. Nice. They were dogged with um, bad sound, unfortunately, for the first, I would say, six, seven, eight minutes of the gig. Were, um, were they upstairs? They were, yeah. yeah. Couldn't hear the vocals, which is yeah. an awful shame. Um, again, I thought they fixed it, but I heard people that at the back saying, oh, they still couldn't hear it properly. So that's mm. unusual considering it's the siege and it's upstairs, but it is what it is. 
Um, I was looking at Andrew, the guitarist, after like a minute, two minutes, or maybe three minutes, trying to get his attention going. Vocals need to go up. And uh, there was a few more said it. And Pat O'Regan from Smashing Skulls actually headed back to the sound desk to tell him as well. But um, it seemed to improve. But I, again, people that I was talking to afterwards said they still thought the vocals were a bit low. So that's um, that's a pity, isn't it, lads? And that happens. Yeah, yeah, I was at, I was at it all right. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought they were a bit low. All right, thought it did definitely improve as it went on. Um, yeah. I like so Steve, yeah. he would have played upstairs in the Casbah. Let's talk about if you can bring your mind back to when you played up there for the last siege. How aware are you in relation to monitors and vocal sounds? Are you again yeah. relying on people just to fucking go? Yeah, well, that's like we have a stage man. It reminds me of a time that we played Shin A once, and I remember it was like a minute or two into a song, and just everyone goes. I remember them looking weird. It's like just just act normally. That's it. And they just kind of started wandering around. And then we finished, and then sound guy came up, say, "Oh yeah, the thing blew, so all the sound out front was gone. They couldn't hear." It's like it's nine minute song. You could have stopped us. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> we looked like we were just miming up there. <laughs> couldn't hear a thing. Everyone said, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like. For our monitoring, like yeah, I suppose you're at the mercy of what's there. I always do now. I've got the wireless system. You, it's hard to at the siege as well. But, you know, when you're doing your sound check, I know you don't have a festival kind of thing like that. I always go out and have a listen. Uh, Matt has his in-ears as well, so he can see how he hears, like how he is in case the monitoring goes. But other than that, we're kind of, yeah. At the mercy. At the whims of whatever happens there. Okay. And especially, there's been times I know that, like, I've been to other bands and they can hear themselves fine on stage. And like out the front, you, they mightn't have one of the guitars turned on or like the vocals isn't there. And it's just, yeah, nothing you can really do about that. Yeah. To be fair, like 90% of the sound, like most of the sound, 99% of the sound seat was great. Um, oh, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I, it, it was just like, Jesus, like for Wrong Kingdom, like they were one of the bands I was really, really looking forward to. And they're so good and they need they're really good life. sound for the singer, especially Dave. Big shout out to Dave there. And I just like the fact that everybody reacted so fast and we're on the thing going, he needs the vocals straight away. Get him up, get it, get yeah. up the vocals. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, Evan, as a drummer, you're in a different sound zone completely. What What is it like for you? Maybe just talk us through. It really depends where you're playing, who's doing sound. But okay. uh, like I've I've literally played for... I can't hear like any, literally anything I can hear. And any time I've tried to describe that to someone where like, you know, you might have a guitarist that goes like, oh, I couldn't hear anything, but they're standing in front of the ramp. You know, there's something. Yeah. Um, I've played literally not being able to hear, like just being able to hear cymbals and have to watch like guitarist hand to figure out where we are or, you know, or count in my head. But for the most, it, it's been a good while since I have some, had something like that because we're quite particular about what we're looking for um, from our monitors. And, you know, before, even if like, <clears throat> luckily now, most of the gigs we've done the last year, um, have it's all been our own gear. Okay. But um, <clears throat> we know exactly what each of us wants in the monitor. So if, you know, if only one of us happens to have a mic, they'll be able to tell everyone this and this, 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 this. And it's kind of, 
you know, it, ma- it makes it a lot easier. Like if you, if your vocalist knows what each person wants in the monitor and you're not trying to like four people or three people or how many, many people are trying to get the engineer's attention, just like make sure one person with a mic knows exactly what to say and what exactly to, to ask okay. for. Um, okay. and you'll, you'll streamline it because, you know, I, I don't have a mic, so unless I have someone that comes over and asks me just before we start, I'll tell him exactly. But when you're at it, unless you can manage to point, which doesn't always work, but the last, like the, I, it's been a while since I've had massive issues um, with monitoring, which is a godsend because I got so used to playing without being able to hear anything that like whenever I can hear something now, I'm actually more surprised. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's mad. Like. Yeah. Um, the investment, Steve, you were on about there that you have, what is it, in-ear? Uh, Matt got in-ears for his vocals. So for the same reason that um, Evan was saying, not that he couldn't hear, but he'd find that like, if he can't hear himself properly, especially vocally wise, I think he was even talking to Xander about this before, that like he yeah, finds he was, that he blows his, his voice. So what Matt has is it goes from his mic into a DI box and then there's a straight DI out to the front of the house, but then there's a split off that and it will go to his wireless. Oh, okay. Okay. He has control so as well of it a little bit more. So he's not asking, as long as there's a certain amount of level coming from the desk, he can kind of do whatever he yeah. needs if he needs more if he needs less kind of yeah. thing you've got a little like dial on it actually we, we did have an issue with that for um for the launch gig in the Caspas that as Kieran actually found it out that we were replacing loads of wires and it was one it was actually his DI box and must got broken on the tour or something because it just sounded fine the other night and it just completely was pulling the vocal down so he got rid of it but he was able to put in his uh, wireless transmitter at the, the front of the house and he got it sent to his ears which was great but once the room filled with people it wouldn't reach it so okay. <laughs> <laughs> the bodies absorbed it like yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Oh. so he blew his voice out that night but last night's was fine how much of an investment is that Steve offhand like Off- it's, it's, it's not, yeah, he's not using too amazing. much yeah like but I think it's between like maybe 150 maybe or something yeah. around that like he actually sent not- me the he made a um, like a Toman like basket thing and sent oh, it yeah, to yeah. me so I could send it to Xander but Xander did you know cool <laughs> <laughs> he'll never I can't imagine he's gonna invest yeah. in it like but yeah, so yeah, yeah. he got he got this as like an entry level thing and yeah, I think yeah. he's happy with it so he's gonna go for something I suppose more robust and yeah. in the future yeah. unless you're doing like the full band going on like a, a mix you know together that uh, an actual in-ear monitor system you know depending really like it, it's it's a lot easier for um for a vocalist I think to to get yeah. it where you know, I'll still need a lot. Like, well, it, again, there's so many variables, like your actual, your in-ears, the actual earpiece yourself. Like if you mm-hmm. were to get, um, if you were to get molded ones, uh, you know, you could be looking then at, you're going to have to require a proper in-ear system because, yeah. you know, when they're completely molded, you don't hear anything else. Like it's, mm-hmm. everything else is literally shut off. So you have to hear, what's going through your your mix and how, and, and how much is that then for a whole system like that oh jesus i've jesus. it depends what you what you're looking for i know like you can get your the actual um molds and stuff for like 
was it a hundred or two hundred? My girlfriend has the the moles and like it there you can even just use them for for gigs depending on the um what is it like you have the the insert things. Yeah, like I have I'm just showing you now. These are just kind of basic enough ones that I'd bring for gigs, but there is there's one missing. Oh, that's class. But like you'll see this thing here that comes out. Oh. Uh, this is like will decide how much sound you're actually going to let in and you have different amounts like that'll be different decibel but this is like getting these is like very very cheap kind of cost effective way to uh not have your ears explode when you're playing like mm. yeah so, yeah, but then taking, I know the monitoring systems for, again, we're three-piece, we're probably the cheapest it would be. You'd have drums, bass, you know, we can always hear the drums. It'd be sending it to Dara first is the most important thing. But yeah, by the time you're investing in that, you may as well do it for everyone. Mm -hmm. And definitely not at that level, we don't need to yet. Okay. Yeah, you're bringing a full system there. That's a fucking fuck that for now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. So no, it's just, it's just a nice insight into it there. Daniel, what bands blew you away and was there bands that you missed that you were kicking yourself over? I didn't, yeah, see, I was... I didn't see you much near the end being truthful. I saw you yeah. at Slug, I think. Yeah, I caught a bit of Carosa, but um, I think like most people, I was fairly broken up after 10 ton Slug and needed mm. a bit of a breather. Uh, Carosa <laughs> or Class. Um, I missed Tuscar. Yeah, they were so good. Thick with myself. <laughs> They were the one band that I missed. I was like, oh, fuck's sake, Daniel. Um, archives were class. Mm. Uh, I was really I was Archives, actually, the sound, if you the, that was like. Brilliant, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a great fucking sound off that. Yeah. Was it? Brilliant sound. Yeah, from where I was. I was at the front. Yeah. For when I was standing back, it was, I don't know if it's because the lads have, like, they're using, like, a lot of front of house stuff, but it was, like, barely any guitar. Maybe it was just if you're, even slightly back, but this is the thing about that. It seems that upstairs, it's like things can be completely different if yeah. you're slightly forward or slightly back. But I felt like there was just now somebody said, no I don't know who guitar. said it, but the, the best sound of the night was down in the Casbah. I don't know. Could very well be. I don't know. Do I agree mm -hmm. with that or not? But like, um, I've saw, I saw it two or three bands band as well. Like, yeah, I saw two or three bands <laughs> down there and. Not only that you said it to me now about Last Vinci with the vocals, but uh, otherwise they sounded fucking fantastic. But Oh, they sounded great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were really, really good. Uh, we Come In Pieces were class. So uh, good. Yeah. They're so really, good. really good fun. Um, uh, Ten Ton Slug, I thought it was nearly the best I've seen them. Um, I was so I wasted I for that man. I couldn't. I was just. <laughs> I know. It was so funny. Oh. I was looking at you and you were pure swaying. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, shout um, out to Jack from Steiner. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah. Trying to think who Carosa else. Carosa were yeah. incredible. Yeah, I went upstairs yeah. for Carosa and I was delighted. I went that was upstairs. a good call. Yeah, Carosa were absolutely so good to see him yeah. on the warehouse as well, you know, especially yeah. with just the absolute wall of sound that they have. Mm -hmm. Tomas's bass zone. I was actually ran into him today and he, he's still buzzing off it like yeah, buddy, yeah. fucking tone off Tomas yeah he yeah. was cracking up laughing as well that I called Kiran out on drinking Guinness at, yeah. at our podcast 
It was like, it was yes, hey, what's the story? Three o'clock running? and he's yeah. playing at midnight and he's yeah. having a pint. I was like, I there was no way I would have been able to do that. Like, no way. He, he, he kind of slunked away into the crowd afterwards. I noticed that he was going on. to call My apologies, <laughs> man. I meant it in the best way possible. I, yeah. I was just going to go on. Fair folks to you. You know? He was probably going to enjoy the siege until you said that. And then he was just like, fuck this. <laughs> Back to the hotel. Was Jack drinking out of a bottle of red wine? Or was it a, a, one of those large pint bottles? Having a, I haven't a clue. <laughs> it's it, it very looked Jack to me like, to yeah, that he was drinking from the neck a full bottle of red wine. He very well. was rosy, <laughs> man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know who I thought were uh, spectacular and they're only a two piece true home in the cast. so many home. people were buzzing off oh, them yeah. I, only, like, I literally God. came in for like yeah, say, really like 10 minutes or something yeah. who was playing at the same time as them now there was somebody I was seeing as well that were on the same time yeah I can't, I can't remember who, was if I'd share Richie has it there yeah yeah, I remember, but I remember going in to have a quick look because every like the amount of people that were saying you have to check out True Home. Uh, oh, they were so heavy. I got I got like a few minutes just for like you know passing by, but uh, yeah, yeah, people were buzzing off them. Do you know who who surprised everybody as well? Um, and I walked kind of past and was standing at the back chatting to somebody just outside. They were sounding really good. Was your mum? Yes, everybody oh, was yeah. on about yeah. them as well. They, yeah. really good. Yeah. they were another two-piece. They were two-piece, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, from what I've seen, she had great command at the stage. It was really cool. She, really she, cool. I was talking to her afterwards. Oh, man, I can't remember her name. Um, apologies. But she came up and sang uh, one of the vocals for yeah, Last with Finchy. Last Finchy. Yeah. Adding water to the ocean, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. That, were, that was brilliant. Mm. So, um, yeah, I left archives to get down to True Home and Netro and Nautical were on at the same time. That's Yeah, I was watching. Mm. I just stayed for the ar- for archives. I didn't go down to True Home. Yeah. But yeah, loads of people were raving about them. Yeah, Crew Con were very good lads. I watched them upstairs. There's some crowd. Everyone was raving about them too. Yeah, they were. Actually, I, 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 I fucking missed them. Yeah. How was uh, Tom with them? Oh, Tom's amazing. Tom. Like I've seen, <laughs> I've seen amazing. videos of specifically Tom more than I've seen <laughs> videos of like crew contact and mm. things. <laughs> it was jammed. But uh, I was delighted as well that Steiner as well um, got a great reception upstairs, man. Mm. The, and, the, you know, again, the sound was fantastic. And, you know, it, there's nothing like a local band as well to get everybody. Yeah. You know. Yeah, up. yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't hear anybody give out about one band. No, Say, no one band I don't, were no. bad. I don't think there was no, any band that. No, not at all. Um, I think as well, just in general, there was, it was quite, it was, you know, the, the siege is always friendly, but there was something about this one that was just like, there was a lot of good boys and a, like a lot of love going around. Love. Like, I don't know if, yeah, there was. It was class, like there. Everyone seemed like uh, in in really good form and delighted to be there. Like yeah, and there was a lot of young people there. Mm. A load of it was, them, which is great to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which yeah. is uh, really encouraging. Um, Steve, were you surprised to hear that? Yeah, like I suppose it's, it's more surprising when I think that like I'm now <laughs> approaching my mid thirties <laughs> and not these young people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's great seeing like um, even there's a few gigs been to in Dublin over the last few months just seeing like 
younger people like you think like oh geez no way what are the kids doing here but you know they're all 18 and I'm just old but it's, <laughs> it's great seeing them like getting into it and keeping the community part of it you know going for yeah. another generation so here's the thing I think maybe the lineup of this year's siege encouraged younger people to go to it I'll just throw that out there T what do you think like I I wouldn't know how to add to like if the lineup is there to encourage because I feel like they're going to, the fact they're going is great, but like, you know, I don't know if there's any of them that specifically speak to so, a like younger I mean, audience or anything. Maybe, but. I think there is because like the likes of 50 foot woman, Polly pickpockets, your mom. But are they, are they bands? They're all like punk. The, they're punk yeah. and they're, they're young and they have different kind of image to the, to the typical mm. death metal and black metal that's always oh, on the yeah, scene. Okay, not, okay. I don't, I'm not sure if they're all young, young, I think, um, but I think I can see what you're saying. Like there's definitely different genres. Like there's a, it was a very eclectic siege, which kind of mm. probably um, drew in a younger crowd, which yeah, is great that's, as well. That's because, my point, yeah. Yeah, which is great because they, they, they might come in for one thing and then find something that they never thought they'd listen to and mm. get into to more of it. But there's mm. definitely in Limerick, um, there's a crowd of, uh, young lads that are about like 19 or 20 that go to a lot of the gigs or a lot of that most of that reputation gigs and they're rededicated um, yeah, they, lads yeah they seem to be alright they really uh, are and it's great to see they're just they're just nice little lads there was <laughs> a there was a good few of them at the Harbinger the yeah. Limerick gig there was a lot of them that were just you know buzzing to be at gigs which yeah. I've said it so many times but you know, after COVID, like there was definitely a huge amount of younger people that yes. got into everything, you know, started finding these bands and now they're actually of age mm. that they can go and it, you know, <clears throat> they're just getting to experience all this on such a massive yeah. like level imagine, now. That, imagine like, Dara who interviewed us, like, I mean, that was mm, his first, that was his second, second siege. Second yeah, yeah. siege, yeah, mm. yeah. But that's the other thing I was saying, like, uh, it's, Every siege is always going to be somebody's first siege, which oh, yeah. is great. You know, like you're always going to have, it's not just the same over and over and over again. There'll always be, you know, growth in people um, yeah. that are going to it. Like, and every everyone's welcome to it as well, you know. Of course, yeah. Unless I mean, you're a cunt. Unless you're. <laughs> um, Steve, did you find that with, when he played at the siege last year, did you? come across new fans or did people come up to you or were you aware of it or or was it just all the same old fucking faces in the crowd myself and Daniel up the front as usual <laughs> well, a lot yeah well we had one last time we played the Casbah for the launch like you meant people coming in when you see like you're, you're at the merch stands like oh he's already got a t-shirt and he's already got a t-shirt it's like someone come in without like the support in Limerick and mm. Cork as well has always been amazing mm. uh, but yeah the last siege is like we had loads of people come up so I've never heard you before or I have heard of you from someone else or something like that and check this out um, yeah it's I always find it weird because I don't know it's it's just weird when people come up saying oh, I, I love your band and you're really good because you know I'm just a you know it's not like I'm any big band or anything because I'm just in siege getting pissed with everyone too. Entered it, but, uh, yeah. It's but yeah, it's great just hanging around to people as well. Like, do you mean people you end up talking to? And I love that big smoking area, all the stages 
converge and you end up getting stuck talking to someone for two hours and missing like three bands. It's actually upstairs now because the merch yeah. is downstairs and you can't there. actually smoke in there. So don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it does encourage you to go upstairs now that the merch is downstairs. And it, it, you know, you mm. get to experience a bit more um, of a vibe upstairs. I mean, that smoking area, how many does that fucking fit in? Oh, Jesus, like, this is nuts. Like, I think during I the siege as well, I had like, you know, there's, you make plans and you look at the, mm. the timetable thing. But to be honest, like I really stopped looking at my phone very, very early on. And I just walked around and like, I'd get into something and be like, oh fuck. Yeah. I, yeah. I was supposed to be here. Wasn't I? Mm. <laughs> there was a just because I think I was just having such a good time. Like, you yeah. know, what might've been two hours felt like 20 minutes. Um, so, you know, it's, it is so easy to lose track of time. Oh, yeah. that's, like that's a, you know, if you're at a three day yeah. festival, like. Absolutely. Like I, I arrived there at, I think it was a half one in the day and I didn't leave till half one at night. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah. I didn't leave once like, and it didn't feel like I was there 12 hours at all. It just, no. I'm just kind of flew. I, I think once it, once it got past six o'clock, you're always just fucking playing catch up with just through talking with people and, Mm. frantically trying to fucking get the bands i mean you have to like you're 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 wait you're waiting to get served then you're talking to people while you're getting served and then you know it's it is it is uh brilliant but i i'd I'd like to think that sometime in the future it might become a two-day event so we so the manicness of just frantically trying to get everything in in one day and might just well they have done to, yeah, yeah. yeah, or this like the one in April last year was two days. There was the Saturday, but it's not like a full no, day event. Not, no, you yeah. know, it's but it, it's, it's just uh, take the edge off of just fucking be overwhelmed and trying to fucking see everything. Whereas if you if you go to a Saturday one with maybe say six, seven bands, you arrive Sunday a lot more fucking chilled out rather than just full on or like very, very hungover, like that will slow you down either way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, it was a, a brilliant celebration of everything that's out there at the moment. I mean, it was just a joy to see Ten Ton Slug on the stage and Kelvin. First time seeing Kelvin as a drummer as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was brilliant, man. Um, he certainly yeah. had something different to him, I would say. And, yeah, and he all, has a very really, specific way of playing. Like, yeah, and I in, saw in them a in great way. As well. Unreal. Yeah. And did any of you get your uh, Siege t-shirts? Yeah. Or are they all gone? No, I got yeah, one. Yeah, I got yeah. one. They're beautiful. And Fucking hell. They looked, they actually look in person way even better again. Um, mm. Yeah, they're class. They're really cool. Shout um, out to the boys, Razor Sharp, Dead Lizard, who I drank that with for most. Absolutely unreal, yeah. Most of the day I drank That's with savage. them. And they fucking yeah. killed it, so they did. <laughs> uh, no wonder you're yeah, so wrecked. <laughs> I know the lads. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the, the merch there as well, like the, what the, the team do there, for, like for all the yeah. bands. Yeah. Just amazing. amazing. Like, Absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, I, I definitely um, took Howard's advice, man. I bought them all around the drink and dispersed two or three T-shirts at the end of the night as well to him. So, mm. yeah. And it's uh, like, it's very hard to do that, man, when when there's so much going on around you and so many bands on and just to just to be so dedicated to selling merch for people and doing such a great job and being really chatty 
so sound. Uh, there's and, just and, always you know, such a good vibe. Yeah. You know? yeah. I actually think I missed a good few bands because I was like just chatting at merch. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. just having the, cause it's, it's everyone's so friendly that you just kind of, it's, it's like another stage. Yeah. yeah. In, it a is. Way, like, In a way. It yeah. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Fucking hell. It is great just seeing like all the merch up there of like, you know, mostly Irish bands, you know, just seeing how much good stuff there there is there as well. Mm. Yeah. 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 And you're not paying 40 euro for a t-shirt. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, and as well, like, as John mentioned um, on the pre-Siege podcast, they're not charging them at all. Like all the money Nowhere goes in Ireland to them. does that. Like that's the thing. Yeah. So when bands come yeah. over, they're like, it's amazing. They're mm. yeah, because they 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 make such bigger profit. Like you yeah. know, from mm. from the merch because they don't have to worry about um paying anything themselves, which is which is weird. Like you know, when you're seeing all the stuff with um you know merch cuts and everything. Like when you're over in Ireland, it's just like. Could you imagine someone trying to do that to you here? Do you know what I mean? That's they get their head kicked in, like. <laughs> but but it's, it's, especially a big festival like the Seed, like mm. you'd expect anywhere like that to take a cut. But um, yeah, they'll do it for free and the goodness mm. of the community. Yeah, that's it. And to have people actually doing it for you and do it really yeah. well. Yeah. And like leave, you know, mark every single thing that they sell of yours. They have it in the book, your entire inventory. And yeah, that know, was my first like, experience doing that. And there was yeah. all the cash was in the envelope at the end of the day. And it's yeah, absolutely. Like, but mm-hmm. it, it's, it's great. Like, cause you could get, you hear horror stories of bands, especially now where they're trying to kind of push against it, where it's like, they'll be like merch guy lost this much of our, stuff we don't know where like you know i've seen loads of bands post and stuff like that mm. and they have to pay them and a merch cut do you know where it's it's not just mm. like if you have your own person can you do it it's they just won't let you whereas in at the siege it's like you are in such good hands and it's not costing you anything you mm. actually can focus on just playing and then yeah. doing whatever you want after it you know and how many new people did you meet just drifting through the siege during the daytime. I met loads, like just met loads of people that I never actually talked loads to before. <laughs> and yeah, so it was, it was brilliant, brilliant to that way as well, that, you know, you're going to know some of those people the next time you see them and. Absolutely. Yeah. Points. Yeah. Did you find that Daniel? Did you meet? Yeah. Um, I, I hadn't met, um, I hadn't met Mikey from, Pain vein, um, yeah, and yeah, and, Mikey, I showed Mikey. Yeah, and is it is it our divide? Is his promotions? Yeah, in Dublin. Yeah, I had met him before, and he introduced himself. And there was probably more people that I hadn't met before that had introduced themselves yeah. as well. And just just standing around chatting to people, and yeah, yeah, definitely people. It's kind of like a snowball effect, isn't it? That like the next time you'll be like, oh hey, what's the crack yeah. to them again? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is my friend, and yeah, um. Definitely always meet just really nice, cool, friendly people. Mm. Mm. Smelly gots, as you said. Smelly gots, that's it, yeah. As I was, because uh, when we did the podcast, um, as I was literally walking out the door, because we were had to go back and check into our hotel, mm-hmm. there's about two or three people that just screamed smelly gots at me, and that yeah. happened a good few times <laughs> throughout the, it was, it was the siege. So I was buzzing with it. Yeah, yeah, I was delighted with that. 
Yeah, just uh, like, uh, like again, I remember being over on your side, Danielle, for 10 ton slug and just turning around and just looking at the main stage. It was jammed. It was, it was yeah. Upstairs was full. Yeah. Everybody was just fucking watching. No more than worn out, uh, jammed for crows as yeah. well. I got to watch 10 ton slug. Um, halfway through it, I went upstairs because I think it was Quill was saying about heading up and I was like, I've never actually gone up yeah. and watched many bands upstairs. I always feel like I have to be, but it was great. Even to rest my legs for <laughs> 10 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's uh, another aspect of Dolan's so good that you have that ability to mm. head upstairs and just absolutely start yeah. up. Yeah, I only went up the last time as well, but it was for a hundred year old man. Oh, you know, a band that, yeah, you really kind of sit back and yeah, yeah. rest the legs, yeah, yeah. relax with the riffs. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, because I would love to see the crowds of lads up there. Dude. Would have been massive. I was right at the front. You were, I was, saw you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that whole. Yeah. I was saying that I had a big. I, I, you were having a great Jack's time. One of my, Jack's one of my best mates. Like you know, so seeing, um, getting him to see, getting to see him up there and hearing everything, and you know how long they've been waiting to play these songs, and like you know, mm. knowing how good the album is, and it's just like, oh. And it was how they were supposed to be heard. Yeah. And I was just fucking buzzing. Yeah. And I crowd surfed, so. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. I did, yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> um, as I was like doing, after I did it and I was talking to the bouncer, I was like, yeah, yeah, no, like, you know, there was no badness. And then I get like this hand that grabs me and pulls me off and it's tall John. And I was like, he brought me just around the corner and I was like, I didn't fucking do it. <laughs> and he just hands me <laughs> This bottle of Jaeger. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I thought he was coming to give out to me and I was already like, I didn't do anything wrong. You can't just blame me for everything. <laughs> but no, he was just giving me a drink. Oh that's- my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> and, and to know at the bouncers, even just at the start of the day, they know you know at this stage, you know what you look like. And uh, the crack, the crack with them right through the day is so good. Like. Yeah. They're absolute legends. Like they're dead on. Like and as, yeah. like, you know, even I know we mentioned it on the from the depths podcast, but since the incident, yeah, um, you know, it's they they really. I I know you talked about it in the pre siege uh, yeah. podcast, um, but it's not just like you know I've heard bands just you know giving out be like you can't do this. It's like, shut the fuck up, man. We almost didn't have Metal yeah. Gigs and Dolans anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it really was yeah. down to the talking to, to John about that. It was very much like kind of a point where he was like, yeah, well, it's all gone now. So, yeah. well, And that's why I brought it up, because John mm. suggested it was heading that way insofar mm. as that the trust is there again. And yeah. it's it's nice to acknowledge it afterwards mm-hmm. that. Yeah, very much so. Fantastic yeah. bouncers who, who had a good sense of of what was what was okay and what wasn't okay yeah, like. and, and not mm-hmm. to fucking go go piling in because there certainly wasn't any of that anyway so no. yeah overall uh 10 out of 10 for that as well. also as well the bar staff are so so oh, lovely they're dead so on yeah. nice. every single one of them just dead so on, pleasant like. and just lovely yeah. to do with like and yeah and that's for all the gigs you know yeah. for all oh, the gigs absolutely. they're all yeah. so a sound. great crack with them like, i think yeah. last one um uh, the last gig I was at, I was—I didn't think it was Carcass. I was upstairs, and uh, 
I bought a round of shots and, he, and the barman was like, are you buying one for me? And I was like, do you want one? And he was like, yeah. And I think I noticed it. Every legend. time I was going to, up to get the shot, I was getting him one as well. So I think he was, <laughs> he was so sound. Yeah. Jesus. Good crack, like. Yeah. Was he was on. fired that night. But... <laughs> <laughs> so I was on Guinness the whole day, even up at the bar there, uh, to just a crack was second to none. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Every aspect, every area of that place in Dolan's, you're going to run into yeah. somebody and the potential is there to have a fucking laugh with that person and just fucking yeah. move on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Even John himself was saying after it, he was like, he actually would have done like another day of the siege mm-hmm. you know it just it was yeah. it was just it was so good there was such a good vibe on it like um that if the guy running it that's usually the most stressed man in ireland for a yeah, certain exactly. amount of time if he's like fuck i would have done another one yeah because a lot of the time he can be like all right well <laughs> <laughs> thank god they're not every week like yeah like i mean as a promoter yourself evan um, over the last year and, and the amount of gigs that you have promoted putting something on on like the siege you can appreciate the amount of effort and oh, all that. you don't have to be a promoter you just need to be a fucking human like <laughs> do you know what I mean like it's I've I, I'd said it before that it's like you know he's a man that has you know a wife and a kid and two dogs mm, and yeah. he has other gigs to be run he runs yeah. these massive things that some people would live off the you know the clout of just doing the siege Mm. and that's fine you can yeah. you know yeah. there's enough that goes into it and they're such big things that you know whenever they do ones that'll be ticketed it'll sell out like Absolutely. it's it's the fact that they do it for free and the dolans are you know so supportive of it all and it's mental like yeah okay cool yep. right lads we'll uh call a halt to it there uh steve Again, much appreciated for jumping in at the at such a short notice. So we, we love having you on there, man. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely to join. Yes, indeed. Thanks, and, uh, um, <laughs> do you want to have you anything to announce, Grace Stagwise, in the next few months, or, or is there something coming up closer that that has we been announced have, and I might have missed it there? There's one has been announced. Okay. We're in Galway in on the 19th of may yes that's the four yeah, of one with four not is it yeah the four not lads are putting that on okay. they're having us black shucker there too nice. uh, eternal hell yeah. who i've listened to i just i can't remember but i, I remember yeah. i think i did like them um yeah that should be good fun okay. uh can't wait for that then something else i don't know who knows richie i'd love to come back to cork okay. i would love to okay. hint hint evan <laughs> snort <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we'll we'll leave it at that. Evan, <laughs> pleasure as always. Danielle, thanks a million. Cheers. Okay, so no that's it. Crucially, everybody, support your local metal scene. Thank you. Smelly gods. Smelly gods. <laughs>